For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Who or what are you celebrating today? For those of you who are here for the first time, welcome. My show is all about celebrating, celebrating life, celebrating art, celebrating whatever it is that you can find to celebrate. And as you can see, there's a lot to celebrate. This is my celebration calendar. I can get it on the camera here. Uh, and I celebrate every day because there's so many things to celebrate. As you can see, today is Mayflower Day. This is the day that the pilgrims set sail. And of course, I am your skipper and we have some pilgrims waiting in the wings today. Today is the last Friday of summer. For some, that's a celebration uh, because we are going to go into autumn and pumpkin spice and Halloween and the holidays start careening at us. And before you know it, we will be careening towards summer again. It happens, folks. Trust me. As I've gotten older, it seems like the days go faster and faster and faster. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, my grandmother used to say, don't wish away your life. And now I appreciate those thoughts better than ever. But anyway, I have four amazing people waiting in the wings. But I also have some amazing people that I see online right now. Danielle, Pam Stubbs, uh, Aaron is here. Aaron happens to be one of our sponsors this week. So I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge her right now. Uh, if any of you have any uh, friends that are interested in studying uh, voice, uh, whether they are novices or whether they've been in the business a long time, uh, get to New Jersey. The number is on your screen right now. Uh, reach out to me. I will make sure you get the information uh, or I'll get the information to Erin. Uh, so Erin, thank you for being here. Not only does she sponsor, but she shows up. That means a lot. Uh, Cherie Callahan is here from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And uh, Cherie, I hope you're, uh, she won three prizes last week. So I hope hers arrived in the mail today. Uh, Joyce Glasgow, I hope your prize arrived as well. So let's see, I'm going to pull Danielle. And Danielle, you get to pull our number today. Uh, one through four, one of our guests has not shown up. I hope she will get here before the end of the show. But you get to pull the number one through four, and we will pull her up, uh, or him. And uh, so uh, number two. And are you ready? Everybody be ready. It could be you. Uh, everybody nod that you're ready. And that is Sudi. You're our first guest today, Sudi. So how about that? Wow. I was nodding, but that didn't necessarily mean I was ready. No, I'm ready. <laughs> so Sudi, um, with your last name, um, I'm just going to put it out there. It's Mayflower Day. Did any of your ancestors come over on the Mayflower? Not that I know of. I, my dad came over from Turkey, on, but I think by plane, okay. <laughs> not by ship, uh, but way back ancestors. My mother is from upstate New York and there's a little English and Irish in there. So, and some American Indians supposedly also. So not that I know of, not that I'm aware, yeah. Well, I did a little research and my ancestors actually came to this country 50 years after the Mayflower. So uh, they were procrastinators. They somehow did not make it onto the Mayflower. So first of all, welcome to the show. I'm Thanks. thrilled that you're here. Um, I always begin our shows by asking our guests, who or what are you celebrating today? Um, celebrating just being healthy, I guess. Uh, you know, I've, um, you know, because I know a lot of people aren't or they're going through a lot of things. So that I think every day I feel decent is, is, is worth celebrating. Um, so I'll start with that, I guess. And is yeah. there anything particular that you're working on right now that you want to tell everybody about? I'm always working on a, a bunch of things. Like I do a lot of writing. That's my main thing. Uh, you know, I write books. I'm actually writing a book called Fork the Algorithm and the 
Forsett wrote in on or something like that, but it's Facebook. No, Fork the Old, yeah. It's about Facebook jailbird stories. It's a whole long thing. But And I'm trying to shoot a film. Jailbird I wrote stories about people who have been who jailed? Who Facebook jail, who get banned and restricted over stupid, silly posts. And have you been, have been jailed in, uh, on Facebook? I've been restricted and banned for 30 days because I said, once I said men are scum, as a joke, I'm a man, and but they, the word scum comes up in their algorithm as hate speech. And then another time I said, um, a, a stick a fork in him, he's done. And apparently that's promoting violence because the algorithm thinks you're being literal and you're going to stick a fork in someone. Right. You know, like it's just crazy. So a lot of people have really fun stories. So I've been collecting those and it, yeah, going to well, You know, it's very up. interesting because even on uh, YouTube, uh, as I am uh, putting the text in for my shows, I have to be very careful of the wording because there are certain words that are trigger words and even the word trigger is a trigger word. Yep. So I have to be very, very careful because certain things could uh, just absolutely uh, get uh, me kicked off of YouTube uh, or um, words can get me muted in certain uh, countries. So I yep. have to be very, very careful about that. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, out of the books that you've written, what's your favorite? Um, the last one I put out, well, I've only written a couple. It's not like I've written a, a huge amount of books. I write a lot of scripts, but um, I, How Catering Sucked the Life right out of me was the most fun to write because uh, it was therapeutic. And I'm from New York originally, so there's stories from New York and California. I've been out of here 20 years. So that one... Although, yeah, that one, I guess, it should be Rainbow Relatives because that one's helping people more. It's on speaking to kids about LGBTQ families and friends. So that one has a little more depth to it and, and helping. Um, Is it possible that we can give that book away today as a giveaway? Oh, yeah. You know what? I have a few up there. I can, uh, sure. And yeah. would you sign it to our lucky yeah, winner? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So our word today is going to be perseverance. Uh, and I chose that word, obviously, because everyone coming over the Mayflower perseverance. Uh, so uh, what does perseverance mean to you in terms of your personal life and in terms of the work that you do? Well, the work that I do, I definitely, perse perseverance or sticking it out or keep trying, I've, I've done that all my life. Like the book that I, the Rainbow Relatives book took like five years to, to write from start to finish. I did a movie called Welcome on My Pradas that took about seven years from start to finish, you know, from writing it to trying to get big production companies to do it, to finally us doing it. And, but, but that's on Amazon Prime now and it was on Netflix and stuff. So the, a lot of times it pays off the perseverance, but, um, and I've been writing songs for like 40 years and finally last year, a few were played on the radio and some Christmas songs. So I feel like I've been doing this stuff for years and years and years. And it's finally, I, I feel like I'm like in my fifties, just hitting my stride. But that's a great word for the day because I feel like there's another determination and perseverance to be in any kind of entertainment or any kind of creative thing. You have to you have to have that. Absolutely. Well, you get to pick a mystery question. I've got four mystery questions, one through four. I don't even know what the questions are. So you get to ask a, a mystery question of yourself. So one through four. Well, I'll, I'll take two since I was someone picked two to bring me on. So. Okay. And this says... What do you need to know to make the decision that you've been putting off? Good question. Speaking what of perseverance. To know, to, first, I have to know what the decision was I've been putting off. Um, oh, God, I don't even know. Uh, what big decision? Does that have to be a big decision or a small decision? Because I have to decide what to have for dinner tonight. So that's a decision. <laughs> um, oh, wait, what is, so this is a hard question. What? Uh, what, what do you need to know to make okay. the decision that you've been putting off? Oh, wow. All right. I'm going to change my mind and go with <laughs> question three. No. Um, oh, what decision have I been? I haven't, uh, I'm not deciding to try to move or anything. Uh, what decision have I been putting off? I can't decide. Um, wow. Oh, man, I feel maybe we might have to come back to this a little later. Well, think about it and okay. you can come back, but you can uh, choose our next guest. One, okay. Two, three. I'll go with uh, three. Okay. And I am meeting him for the first time. So literally, in fact, that he was a little late even making it to the door. Uh, Carl Schleif, am I pronouncing the last name correctly? 
Yes, that's correct. Perfect. Uh, now, you are the brother-in-law of one of our other mystery guests. I won't say who it is because we're going to keep her a mystery. Uh, and a lot of people know who she is. Uh, but she said, I have to have you on the show because you are a historian and you know all about the Mayflower. Well, I know I know more than other people, let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm sure you know more than I do. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, and I will begin by asking you the same question. Um, who or what are you celebrating today? Let's see, today, um, I'm just celebrating the fact that uh, I had a good, really good work week. Um, uh, I mentor a lot of kids at my, uh, at, at our work and, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm a creative, but I'm a creative in an engineering kind of way. I'm kind of a nerd, um, and a historian. So, um, we had a really good week with the, uh, the kids were turning, we're learning, uh, teaching them how to, uh, learn all the, the machines that we have at work. So it's uh, been really good, really good work. week. Great. Well, I want to ask you, um, in your studies about uh, the Mayflower and the Mayflower voyage, there's so many things that we've learned or learned right or wrong over the years. What is the one thing in your studies that surprised you the most that you want to share in our short time today? I think the thing that surprised me the most is they brought over about 10,000 gallons of beer. Wow. Yeah. Each family was allocated about a gallon a day. And the voyage was about 66 days. Plus, they, they spent time here uh, with the ship over, over the uh, winter. So uh, a, a good uh, quarter of the, uh, the, the carrying capacity of the Mayflower was, was, was uh, bringing over beer. Now, were there other items that they brought as well? But why beer? Beer um, was safe. Uh, water was tricky back in the uh, uh, in those ages. Uh, people didn't trust water. Uh, people really didn't swim over in Europe. Uh, they were they were afraid of the bacteria. They were afraid of the water. They didn't know why. They, they didn't understand germ theory. And uh, but they did know that when you brew beer, um, it was a lot safer than water. So uh, even children drank beer. The beer wasn't uh, as strong as you think it was. Um, it was, but. Uh, it was, it was the drink of choice for a lot of people in England at that, at that time. Well, I was going to ask if the children were drinking it as well, and you've already answered that question for me. And what about your own family? I mean, did you have family members that you know of, your ancestors that came over on the Mayflower? Yeah, I, I looked into that, and the answer is no. <laughs> but I, but, Same with but, me, just so. <laughs> but one distinction I do have is that I've actually sailed the Mayflower. Um, Mayflower 2 down here in Plymouth, um, is a is a replica that was brought over in 1957. Uh, was donated to the American people by the English people, and um, a couple of years back, I was uh, lucky enough to to crew on the on the Mayflower, and uh, we brought it out three or four times out into Massachusetts Bay, brought it over to Provincetown, uh, shot a movie on board, and uh, brought a lot of donors out on, on another trip. So I've, I've actually sailed it. I've been up and down all the lines up in the crow's nest, down in the cargo, um, and manning the tiller. And it was, it's, it was a real fun time. Wow, that's something that I'd love to do. Well, being that I'm in show business, uh, there have been a lot of movies, television movies, uh, depictions of that voyage. Um, out of all of them, is there any one in particular that you would say, if you're going to watch any that's the closest to the truth, which one would it be? Or are any of them close to the truth? Yeah, there's, there's a new one out. I forget the name of it. It's uh, it, it's more of a documentary than anything else. I think it was on, uh, I forget the channel, but uh, it came out three or four years ago. Um, and that was fairly close. I think it was based mainly on uh, uh, a, a recent book that came out by Philbert, I believe. And uh, that that was really close to what actually happened. I mean, they went through a lot of lot of misery getting over here. Sixty six days on a ship with one hundred and two people plus plus fifteen twenty crew members on a really small ship, and wow. uh, storms. There were storms in the middle. Uh, one of the uh, passengers fell overboard in a storm. They threw a line out. They finally got him. They dragged him back in, 
in the middle of a storm. Uh, and that particular pilgrim, his name is Howland, and he's actually uh, the ancestor to uh, Humphrey Bogart. Wow. Um, yeah. So and they, they also, there was also, there was a child born on, on, on board the ship. His name was Oceanus. Um, we don't think that right he, he, yeah, I don't think he survived because he sort of disappeared out of the, out of the, uh, the, the text. Um, and one of the women was seven months pregnant when she went on board and delivered Peregrine White when she uh, arrived in Plymouth. So there's quite a, uh, it, it's, it's just amazing uh, how much, what, what they went through just to get here. It's just an amazing story. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Sudi. Um, what do you need to know to make the decision that you've been putting off? Are there any decisions that you've been putting off? Um, let's see. Uh, I've actually been offered a job at a different place, and so I'm thinking about that one. Uh, you know, jumping and ship. is there anything in particular that you know to make that decision? Um, I think uh, I just want to talk to one more person over there and uh, get a get a uh, uh, get a feel for what the culture is versus okay. the, what the job is. Okay. Now you get to pick a question one through three. Okay. I will pick three. Okay. You're, that's, this is going to be harder than the question I asked him. Um, uh -oh. It's actually, um, uh, I dropped it. It's called uh, Baby Name. Uh, and it says, uh, it's actually, uh, call someone by their childhood nickname. Did you have a nickname growing up? Uh, I don't think so. Um, no, I was always Carl. You were always Carl. Okay. Uh, so you get to bring on our next guest, one through two. Okay, one through two. Um, let's see, I think Maria's hiding behind door number one. Uh, you're wrong. But, uh, <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so, but I'm going to bring up Artemisia, who's visiting Hello. here for the first time. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank uh, you. So God bless your mom, because your mom reached out. Yes. And your brother, who were yes. both in this business and uh, asked if there was room for you to come on the show. And of course I said, yes, uh, so welcome. Uh, but uh, tell everybody a little bit about you. Uh, first of all, who or what are you celebrating today? Yes, so today is Friday, which is ruled by Venus. And Venus uh, presides over art and music and love. So whenever Friday rolls around, I always kind of like to devote my day to that and just indulging in the things that I love. So well, is it Venus clashing with Mars today? I don't know. I'm not I'm not somebody who studies astrology in depth, but if you said it, I believe it. I read that somewhere today. So okay, okay. Uh, Danielle is watching and she will tell us. Uh, she absolutely knows. Uh, so tell us about the show that you have coming up. I know you're going to be oh. doing a show, I think, at Don't Tell Mama. Yes, I have. Um, well, I'll talk about just one of them first. Um, I have two shows for the rest of 2022. So this one is called Phantoms of the Cabaret. Mm -hmm. I and my um, with my other show, it's also sort of otherworldly themed. You might be thinking, Artemisia, how, how does... How does um, the other world and music, how does it intersect? Well, a lot more than you'd think. Uh, so Phantoms of the Cabaret is all songs that are either about longing or songs that are about ghosts. So I don't want to give too many away. But for example, the house is haunted by the echo of your last goodbye. Um, Ghost of a Chance, a couple of Bolcom cabaret pieces, a couple of my own original dark cabaret pieces written in the style of all of that, because I really, um, I'm really from that era. And you will expect, because I always like to perform cabaret with a twist. In my first cabaret show, Ghosts of Imar Past, it, it's all performed uh, all the songs presented by characters from the 1920s. So me and the three other women, which are all fantastic actor musicians. They're the orchestra, but they're also the characters. And this one, I don't, again, I don't want to give too many things away, but there will be some special effects and visitations while you watch the show. 
Wow. Now, Danielle just said, yes, Venus squares Mars today, plus lots of retrograde energy, mm, yep. uh, which may explain why our other guest has not made it here yet. Uh, but, uh, and Sudi also is a songwriter. So maybe you two need to connect up. And uh, Sudi, have you written any uh, songs on these topics? Uh, with ghost or with longing, probably more longing, but uh, I don't know if I've ever written any. I wish I wrote the new Carrie Underwood song, Ghost. I'll be your ghost story, but I did not. Um, I don't know if I have written any stories along, along those lines. Uh, haunting or ghost or longing. But longing is pretty universal. I must have written a longing song, yeah. Um, and uh, Danielle also says Artemisia, named after Artemisia and Morgan Le Fay, goddess mm -hmm. galore. That is true. And I went uh, when I was in Turkey this summer, I learned that there was a queen Artemisia in the third century BCE, who is like this absolute badass war planner and herbalist. And because she was so adept at herbalism, they named an entire class or family or whatever. I forget what it is um, of plants after her. Wow. That's yeah. just absolutely amazing. Um, so again, is there something that you've been putting off that you need the right answers to help you move forward? I like to think of myself as a pretty decisive person. I, I act first, think later. Um, but when I am stuck on things, I don't like to worry about it too much. I like to let my subconscious work on it kind of in the background, which usually means sleeping on it. Or when I'm walking my dog, the answer will come to me and it'll just feel right. And have it hasn't been wrong yet. So that's what I like to do. Yes, I have the same uh, feelings. Uh, again, Danielle, the goddesses Art Artemis and Mary Magdalene were very resident in Turkey. Lots mm -hmm. of sacred bees there for them as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so um, nickname, did you have a nickname as a child? Um, let me think. I, was, I did not have a nickname, really. I, I think part of me kind of wanted a nickname, but... I never got one. So I don't what, know. Would you like you guys... what would you like your nickname to be? Oh, I was just going to ask you guys. What do you think my nickname should be? Uh, well, uh, Danielle will tell us because she is uh, she is in tune. She will tell us. So uh, Danielle will tell us what your nickname should be. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, so she's going to let us know in just a moment. So pick a number one or two uh, for your question. Your question is, mm -hmm. so what are you most worried about with the next generation? What am I most worried about with the next generation? Well, uh, what I've seen over the past, uh, I guess, 25 years of my life, um, things are getting more and more dire, I want to say. And as a result, I feel like people are becoming... Um, like it's becoming the new normal and maybe not a complacency, but there's less sensitivity to it. And even though the, I think it's generation alpha that comes after Gen Z, uh, even though the kids that I know from this are probably the most compassionate and intelligent kids I've seen, uh, I'm a little bit worried that the problems of the world that they will inherit because um, it doesn't seem like not to not to be a drag on your show. I'm a bit worried that they're not going to be as angry or vehement about them as perhaps Gen Z or millennials. So I think that's my concern. That's my only concern. I'm, I, I have a lot of hope for the next generation, I will say. Well, I'll tell you how to find perfect hope for all of you. And this is for everybody out there. Every Tuesday night, you can go and watch the story with Maria. And there she is. I have been on her show a few times, and she combines, uh, well, 
she's positive. Things that are going on in the arts, things that are going on in the news, and then cooking. You know, the thing that I love that about doing Maria's show is going to her home, doing the show, and then getting a hot meal. Who does that? Well, listen, how else am I going to lure you in, Richard? You don't live behind the corner. I have to get you to drive here. It's not, uh, but it is just absolutely wonderful. And it's taken me forever to get you here. I know, because I usually work on Friday afternoons. I I teach in the Bronx uh, for a few hours, and then I work at Brandy's Piano Bar uh, at night. So Friday's like a double for me. But I'm off for a few weeks until the next session starts. So it was a perfect timing. So this is it. I mean, you, you, you actually have a Friday night off? No, not tonight. Just that I, I wasn't teaching this afternoon, but I'm definitely, I'm working at uh, Brandy's tonight from 9.30 to about 3.30. Do you ever have a night off? My nights off are, well, Thursday I teach in the afternoon, but I have Thursday night off and then Sunday night off. So those are my two nights off. But I like to be busy. So for me, when I have time off, I... I I don't know. I just like to have, uh, I like to be productive all the time. It's, it's crazy. I guess I have a hard time relaxing. Well, I want to ask you about that because I was just reading an article about that this week and, uh, and it hit me between the eyes because I'm also very much like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it just the state of busyness for you? Um, or because I, I need to keep busy. Yeah. I think it's the, it's the, i I get great pleasure out of being productive. And and sometimes that just means, like I always think, don't ever waste an opportunity to do something creative or to make money. And I don't mean like a lot of money, like I'm not a rich person at all. I'm, a, I'm very, but I live within my means and I, but I like to, I like to, I like to always take up an opportunity and think like, what can I be doing right now? Like I have a few hours I can like during COVID we talked about this um, because I work in the nightclub. So everything was closed and I'm teacher. So we were teaching remotely, but I teach after school. So some of that dissolved as well. So I started cooking. I'm making sauce, literally making pasta sauce and soup and delivering it to people because I said to myself, what can I do in the middle of the night? I'm used to being, I'm used to being up till four in the morning and I was losing my mind. What can I do that I can still be productive? And I, I kept my costs really low so that, cause I knew everybody was out of work, but that way I got to feed my friends. I, I got to pay some bills and I got to be creative and productive. So for me, if I don't feel productive, uh, it's, it's a strange feeling for me. I guess that was something I would have to deal with down the line when I retire, but I just feel like, and I don't even know what retirement would look like for me. I guess I do more things. I do other things. Well, you know, isn't it true in our profession, we unfortunately, uh, and for, uh, well, unfortunately, I'm going to say, are in a profession where others decide our retirement for us. Mm, mm, Um, I don't think, uh, you know, Rick, you can relate to this. Uh, Artemisia, you're the baby in our group. Uh, But, uh, as you get older, you will discover this more and more. I'm sorry to say, it's not uh, growing older in our culture in this country is not as revered as much as it is in other countries, and people have a fear of mortality and mm-hmm. uh, you know being seen as older, vibrant actors. There's so many actors that when I look at Betty Davis and Jane Fonda and Joan Crawford and so many actresses, uh, Susan Hayward, uh, that I feel uh, aged gracefully on camera. Mm -hmm. Even after how many strokes, Betty Davis continued to work. Um, But our culture wants to put them out to pastor many times. Mm -hmm. Marsha Hunt just passed away, and I think she was 104 years old. Wow. You know, it's interesting that you say that, Richard, because... Um, a couple of things, you know, the question that you asked, I have been working or outlining a show that a new show that I, that I'm writing and I've been kind of like thinking about it for a while, but that is, 
what I've been working on. And it has to do with what you're talking about exactly. Wow. And the name, the name of the show is Discontinued. Because it, that's how I, as a, not so much now, but there was a couple of years ago where that's how I felt. I felt like I was being discontinued. And it was, it was uh, just like such a strange feeling for me because I, I even said this, I had some students yesterday uh, and I said, we, we asked questions before the class starts. And um, the question had to do with kind of like fear and, uh, or how you see yourself in the world. And I said, the strange thing is that I actually feel like I'm about 14. Like I've never really gotten out of that. I've always been a, like a, a big kid. I'm, I'm very joyful. I, I like it. I, I like being in the moment. I'm really rambunctious, you know, but my, the mirror tells me a different story. And when I talk to people that are younger than me, I feel, I do feel different than them. I look at the world differently. Does so, the mirror really tell you that Maria? You know what? I, I it's funny because I don't feel as old as I think I, I could feel in the mirror. Cause I, I do take great pride in, um, you know, in taking care of myself in certain ways, you know, like, but, um, yeah, it does. It does. Sometimes I'm shocked by what I see or I, uh, and, but I do want to shout out to my wonderful brother-in-law, by the way, that's my, I'm taking great pride in this. <laughs> my brother-in-law It's my sister's husband. So, uh, but I come from a family of hairdressers. My sister is one. So I always make sure that, you know, things like that, like we're in the beauty business. So, but it's funny, like the last few years, and I just turned, uh, I don't mind saying my age at all. I just turned 60 this year. And when I went to order my cake, the lady said, oh, but this is so exciting. You're going to retire now. And I said, what? Retire? Like, I, what is that even? I have no intention of retiring. No. I don't, no. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, you know. But I, because we're creative people. So to us, retirement is like you said, being put out to pasture, it's like, no, you know, we're writers, we're teachers, we're, we're artists of all kinds. Um, so, you know, things like that. It's just interesting. Such great questions that you asked. I, I love the question. Such a good question. So for me, I'll answer the question before you even ask again, is that, so what it's my show. It's that I've been kind of putting it off and, your question tells me that the universe is also asking me like, now is the time to do it. Now's the time to finish your show. Now's the time to really be vulnerable and talk about those feelings and not wait too long, you know? So is this a cabaret style show that you're writing? You know, it would be more like a theater piece. I, I I've written a bunch of cabaret shows and I, you know, that's the, the venue I tend to work in and direct cabaret and things like that. But this would be more like a, like a one woman, theater piece because i'm writing you know i did a show that i wrote before covid called the magic of believing mm -hmm. uh, my journey to new york but now i'm writing a follow-up piece to this called plate spinners jugglers and me i love it um because years ago and i'll put it out there everybody who's watching uh when uh someone asked donald smith if i was going to be in the cabaret convention something I have yet to do in all the years I've been in New York. If I was going to be in the cabaret convention, his response was, my dear, if we put people like Richard Skipper in the cabaret convention, what's next? Plate spinners and jugglers? Wow. Yes. That's so, yes. So my show is going to be called Plate Spinners, Jugglers, and Me. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So you, you turned it around. You turned yes. that around and you made it. You took control of it. I think Absolutely. that's what I've learned as I've gotten older. To take control of something that is out of control, that could hurt your feelings, hurt your self-esteem. It's like, you know what? I'm taking this and I'm yes. doing it. I am embracing it. I am going to embrace it and I'm proud of it. But I, I want to ask you, nickname as a kid. Well, as my brother-in-law will know this, I, my, re, my name is Maria, but that's my mother's name, really. My real name is Maria Pia. That's my that's real my name. name. Get out. You're, I'm joking. I'm joking. Listen. <laughs> Stop it. Nobody believes that. 
No. So my real name is Maria Pia. So uh, because my mother was Maria, my grandmother's Maria, um, my my they, I went by my middle name, which is Pia. So all my cousins and call me Pia. So in at my family, if I were to walk in with you and my family, you wouldn't hear nobody calls me Maria. That's my mother. Maria Gentili is my mother. Okay. So Pia, may I just um, just bring in my mother for a second? Pia? Yes, of course. I would tell you my mother loved Thanksgiving. It was her favorite holiday. And sadly, and yet knowing my mother, it, it was the way she wanted it. She passed away on Thanksgiving, uh, wow. 19, uh, 2009. But this was a picture of her dressed as a pilgrim. She was from Italy and she was an amazing creative. She could make anything out of anything. And she used to make herself a pilgrim outfit. And this is my niece who is Carl's uh, daughter, Leah who's now in the Air Force. There she is dressed as a pilgrim. And my cousin Jessica, who's getting married. My mother used to dress them up. And uh, she would say every year she'd announce, she'd make the turkey and cook the big dinner. And she'd say, this year I am a pilgrim. And my father would say, there are no Italian pilgrims. And she said, <laughs> I am a pilgrim. <laughs> she didn't want to hear it. I she, love that. She loved the pilgrim things. That's why when you asked... I was like, my brother-in-law is going to know this. I have to show this. And his daughter is one. Of, of course, she's 30 now, I think. So, well, but. Uh, Maria, before we move on, I want, and I hope you don't mind me going here. Um, having, you know, a parent pass on a holiday. Mm. Um, what does that do as far as the dynamics moving forward um, for the family uh, on holidays as years go on? Um, I know that just recently, you know, we just went through 9-11. And here in Nyack, where I live, there was a street fair. And a lot of people were up in arms about it because a lot of people felt that it was disrespectful to the memory of 9-11. Uh, but a lot of people also said, you know, wear ribbons, you know, wear things to say we don't forget, but life goes on. How does your family commemorate you know, obviously it was a, a sad day for your family, but it's also a major holiday for the family as well. Well, yeah, that's a, such an amazing question. I won't take too long with this, but my mother used to cook all the Thanksgiving dinners and uh, for like 22 people. And then as my mom got older, she was handicapped. It became a little more difficult. And my brother-in-law actually makes an amazing, amazing turkey and Thanksgiving dinner. He's like... Now it's funny because my the turkey I make is his recipe. I call him every year, and so my mother loved that that Carl took over that duty because she was she had a lot of physical issues, and so that's where it went. Now when my mom passed away, that you're right, it was very tricky. I was home, I was cooking, and my sister, who's Carl's wife, knew about it but didn't call me until later on because she knew I had ten people over. And said, so, but I will say this, and this is just a quick story. My mother is always with me in the kitchen. I know that uh, because we used to cook together. That was our connect. I mean, we had so many connections, but that was one of them. The day my mom passed, I didn't know she had passed away yet. I went to put my turkey in the oven and the oven was not working, which is bizarre because I cook every day. So I called my super. And he was so sweet. He came up on Thanksgiving and he looked at it and he said, this is the strangest thing I've ever seen. Your oven is literally disconnected from the pipe. It's disconnected. He fixed it for me right away. He said, this could have turned into a very dangerous situation. But thank God you caught it. And we fixed it. And then the oven worked and I Thanksgiving happened. When my sister called me later on that night to tell me about my mom, I asked her, I said, what time did, did she pass? And she said, around one o'clock. That was exactly when the oven disconnected. Wow. Yeah. And I tell that story because I feel that it is very important. And so I feel like my mother was there. I have a, what I have done is I have a beautiful shrine to my mother in the kitchen with a St. Anthony of my picture of my mother when she was um, a young girl, uh, like maybe 18 or 20 right above and this beautiful wall of roses in my kitchen to honor. I honor her as does my sister. We honor my mother's spirit. My mother loved to cook. My niece 
um, uh, Carl's other daughter, Angelica, loves to cook. We honor my mother by cooking, by carrying on. Also, my mother was very mystical and spiritual. My niece, Angelica, is a tarot card reader, is a, a, into astrology. She's amazing. She works in Salem. So we honored my mother by carrying, you know, if, if you miss someone, be who they are. Be who they were to you. Carry that on because spirit is just electricity. And, you know, and so it's, I feel like that's what we did. We honored her. Thanksgiving, um, my sister and my brother-in-law still have a Thanksgiving. And they cook like the best meal I've ever had on Thanksgiving. So I try to get there when I can. But we we don't celebrate as big as we used to. But uh, she would want us to. But there's a part of us that says, okay, this is the day. And um, I always do something really special. I do a show and I, I dedicate it to her that week, one of my shows, or all moms. So that's an excellent question. But that's how it is for our family. That's great. Now, this is your mystery question. Uh, and it says, and I didn't, never cut off a conversation. Um, uh, and this is how it works. It says, when someone speaks uh, over you, raise your voice a notch and keep talking. Uh, being cut off once makes others more lively uh, so that they won't do it again. Has there ever been a situation where you really had to speak out to make your voice heard? Every single day. <laughs> Every single day. But there are days where I have to choose. I have to choose, is this worth it? If it were up to me, if I were left to my own devices without some kind of spiritual intervention, literally someone tapping me on the shoulder, I would be arguing every day or raising my voice every day and say, hey, hey, hey. But you know what? I, um, there, usually when I have to do it, I work in nightclubs. I work in nightclubs. And I am sober. I've been sober for 32 years. Now, I don't judge drinking. I have made a living from other people's drinking. And I also am an amazing, if I say so myself, mixologist. I'm, I'm one of the top 50 in New York. I've been voted by Time Up New York. That's so, true. And I'm proud of that. But there are times when drunk people will come at me. And not just, I'm not talking about men, just men. It can be women too. Or I have to say, okay, that's enough. You need to zip it. And they're like little kids sometimes. And you know what? Bring it down. You're going to feel really stupid tomorrow morning. And what I'm doing is I'm talking to my drinking younger self. And so those are the times I think that I've had to speak up the most. Uh, but but um, then like some battles, you have to choose your battles. It's not even worth it sometimes. Wow. You wow. know? So, but yes, I usually, it's with drunk people that I do have to defend myself. And, um, you know, things like that. So, yes. So we are hearing a little feedback here. So uh, if you can all mute yourself. Um, Carol Sue Garshman, who, of course, was very late getting here, uh, has finally shown up. It's at uh, 45, 5.45. 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. You said 5 o'clock. Yes. You know, uh, I, please forgive so, me. Yes, you are here now, and that's oh. all that matters. So thank you and welcome I'm to the so show. Sorry, I'm never late. I was waiting till 15 minutes before. Okay. Well, you're here now and we're thrilled that you're here. So Carol has a show. You're going to be at the Green Room 42. And yes. the show is going to be when? That's October 13th at 7 o'clock. And, and you are celebrating a milestone birthday. Oh, Am my God. 87 years old. 87 years young. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Carol, we were talking earlier, um, and uh, Maria and I, we were, you know, talking about uh, this idea of, uh, as we get older in this business, being in this business, this is not a business that we choose to retire in. No. This is a business that chooses to retire us. Um, I want to ask you, what keeps you going in this business? Exactly. A exactly what's happening on stage on October the 13th at seven o'clock. 
I mean, singing has just been the most wonderful thing for me. I'm a very late bloomer <laughs> with singing. I only started maybe 12 years ago. Yeah, 12 years ago. I never had a background of singing or anything to do with entertainment. So everything keeps me going. I travel a lot. I already have my trip planned after the show so that I don't have to stop the momentum. Good for you. Where are you going? Uh, actually, I'm going to Ch Miami, Chile, and Patagonia. Wow. Now, that's great. Now, uh, we were talking earlier, uh, speaking of Mayflower, uh, this being Mayflower Day, do you, did you have ancestors that came over on the Mayflower? No, I did not. Neither did I. <laughs> well, I. As I said, you know, in my research, my ancestors came literally 50 years after the Mayflower arrived here. Mm. So what do you want audiences to get from coming to see your show at uh, Green Room 42? And by the way, everyone with Artemisia, Maria, Carol, Sudi, and Carl as well, uh, all of their details will be on my YouTube channel so that you'll be able to get more information or ask me and I will make sure that you get the details. We want to get people to your show. So, um, yes. Uh, uh, what will they get? Okay. This is how I really feel, Richard, as I said, uh, and everybody else. Hello. But, um, as I said, I'm a very late bloomer with singing. I mean, I really couldn't sing a note 12 years ago, hardly. And, I started going to these wonderful open mics and I would get up on the stage and sing, oh, whatever it sounded like and still get applause. It was a very beautiful thing that happened to me. And of course we gave applause to everybody that sang wasn't of course just me. So this kind of is a give back show. People in the community, the whole singing community have inspired me and brought me joy. And that is what I am hoping to give back at my show. Well, God bless you. And I, and I hope that it's a huge success. Um, we're going to do some wind down questions. So stick around. We're going to get back to you in a moment. And I'm going to start with you, Carl. And I hope that I'm not putting you on the spot. Uh, today is national uh, Ann Bradstreet Day. Now, do you know anything about oh. Ann Bradstreet or am I putting you on the spot? No, uh, Ann Bradstreet is uh, supposedly America's first uh, uh, poet. Yes. So she I knew I was going to the right person. The, <laughs> yeah, she came out in the 1630s um, and uh, had a quite a long life and uh, produced a lot of, a lot of poetry. Absolutely. She she was the first published poet in this country. Am I correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, so, I actually, I, one guy actually beat her by a, a year, uh, but um, uh, Thomas Morton, but uh, Bradstreet's much more uh, well-known. So we celebrate Anne Bradstreet today. Um, it is also National um, Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day. Uh, so Artemisia... <laughs> Are you a big fan of that? And you're muted. <laughs> I am. I love baking and I love cooking. And today uh, I'm I'm in Yonkers, New York right now, which is, you know, just north of the Bronx. I like to call it New York City's sixth borough. But it got quite cold today, like in the 50s. And I was just saying to my mother today, it's soup weather. So... Maybe I'll make some soup. Maybe I'll make some cinnamon raisin bread. I'm, oh. just, I'm just across the river in uh, Nyack, just below Nyack, if you want to make the trek. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Maria? You, cook, you, you do a lot of cooking. Do you make cinnamon raisin bread? You know what? I don't. I'm, I'm not a baker at all. I, and I know why, because baking is chemistry, and you can't mess around. You have to follow the rules. And I'm a total rule breaker, and I'm an improver, and I liked, I'm like what I call a kitchen soup, I mean, a, a kitchen sink kind of cook. Like, I'll, I have a huge um, spice rack, and yes. every time I cook, I go, well, I don't know, let me see, let me put this in, let me try that, let me try 
except for my recipes. Now I've gotten my recipes down on my, on my sauces. And also I do make a great chicken soup with Middle Eastern spices. Oh yeah. I call it three Kings chicken soup. Mm. So, you, know, you and I are the same way that Danny, Danny's my husband, everyone. I love Danny. Danny is, he loves to bake and he's a great baker, but I can't bake anything. He, I do the cooking. He does the baking. It's a good combination. <laughs> yeah, you have to really, really follow. But my my niece, my both my nieces are great bakers. And what about you, Carol? Do you bake? Me? Yes. Uh, actually, I baked fabulous oatmeal cookies last night with no sugar. So it was oatmeal, eggs, olive oil, uh, a vanilla, um, you know, sweetener without sugar. And, um, oh, fruit, you know, like frozen fruit and walnuts. They were delicious. (laughs) They are delicious. It's going to be my dinner tonight. Oh, wow. And what about you, Sudi? Do you? You know, ironically, I don't do a lot of cooking. I do a lot of catering where other people make the food and I just stand behind the buffet where I serve the hors d'oeuvres and stuff. But I do once in a blue moon make a mean shish kebab uh, with lamb, not beef. Well, Um, yeah, no, where, but, you're in California, right? Where yes. in California are you? I'm in Van Nuys in the Valley, Southern California. Um, so speaking of Greek, today is George Akiris's birthday. He's 90 years young today. You know George Akiris, West Side Story, yeah. uh, won the Academy Award. Uh, and I spoke with George today. And uh, he oh. said, when are you coming back out here? I love that man so much. And that, uh, uh, you know, so... Happy birthday, George Shakiris. Um, So this is an odd holiday today. It's National Collect Rocks Day. So I got a lot of rocks up here. (laughs) Energy rocks and some up there. (laughs) Yes. Um, So um, Carl, do you collect anything? Yes, um, actually, we collect rocks here. Um, you do? Daughters, uh, yeah, we, we, whenever we find a nice little rock, we, we pick it up. Um, we wash them off, put them on the refrigerator, put them on the windowsills. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're rock collectors. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. I thought that was going to be like an odd thing, and here we have two people who collect them. Uh, Artemisia, do you, what do you collect? You're muted again. Good. So I was just saying that I was taking a mint out of my mouth. Oh boy. I love collecting uh, books and I collect music books and I also collect. um, So my thing is that I, I go to the family member, the surviving family members of the composers of Berlin cabaret songs from the 1920s. Wow. And you can't like find the, the sheet music anywhere in the U S. So usually what ends up happening is I pester them and I keep bothering them. Please send me the sheet music to blah, 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 blah. So I pride myself on probably having some of the only copies of certain songs in the United States. I am quite a nerd. Wow. And Maria. Oh, sorry, did you ask if I collected rocks or if I collected anything? Collect anything. So you, yeah. you gave the right answer. Yeah, uh, okay. Now, Maria, I, I, I've been in your apartment and I know that you have a lot of bobbleheads. I do. I'm a huge sports fan. And being from Massachusetts, I love. I love being a New Yorker, but I got to tell you, my teams have remained the same, my Boston teams. So I, I tend to lean towards the Red Sox the most. But I, if you, I don't know if you can see, but behind me, this whole wall, it's tar- hard to see. It's all bobbleheads and sports memorabilia. Love it. From the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Bruins. Uh, I got a couple Celtics things too. But So I guess I collect sports memorabilia. And uh, I love, but I love antiques. So if anybody has antiques in their home. I love asking questions. I feel like items have energy. So Maria, when are you coming for dinner? Coming to your house? I'd love to, Richard. Maybe some Sunday. Let's pick a date and a time because we do have antiques and there's some great things I'd love to show you off. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yes. Uh, uh, All of you are welcome to another way. So 
Uh, Carol, uh, what do you collect? Um, going back to your rock thing, I actually went on a long walk this morning and kicked a rock. Does that? <laughs> <laughs> what do I collect? You know, I used to be such a collector. No matter where I went, if I went around the corner and had cappuccino, I would take back the menu. But I don't collect anymore. And I must say I'm happy, although I collect music, collect my sheet music, that I do, collect shoes. Oh, my God, you should see the ones I'm wearing to the show. Wow. Mm, oh, yeah. But um, as far as really being a collector, no. The most I would say are photos. I do collect photos, actually. Yeah, I collect photos. Now, I'm going to go back to you for a moment, Maria, because you, I mean, I want to talk about uh, your um, branding, your show, uh, every Tuesday night. Uh, all the information is also going to be on my YouTube channel. You have a lot of merchandise. I do have a lot of merchandise. I, I started doing it because people were just asking about it, but I, I do. So I have a, a tote bag. I have this, my, the section of my show that I cook at, is called go ahead keep eating and of course that goes back to my italian roots because that's what we do but it says go ahead keep eating on the bag and then there's a much younger version of me on the this so the tote bag i have a a, a, a coffee cup mug but this is my uh piece de resistance as i say my blue apron it's my go ahead keep eating blue apron and this is what sells the most actually people love the apron now, out of the blue apron came a really cool calendar. Yes. My friends started saying, hey, can I be in? No, what? two of my friends, they're married, these two really cute guys. And they said, hey, um, can we buy some aprons because we want to be in your calendar? And I said, what calendar? He said, aren't you going to have a nothing but the apron calendar? And that's it. From that was born, I got 12 different people, actually 13 because September is the two husbands. Um, to pose in nothing but the apron. That's right. I yes. love it. <laughs> Here's my friend Mario from uh, Brandy's Piano Bar. And yes. so everybody in here is wearing nothing but the apron. I can't, I don't know if I can show you September, but I'd have to cover. These are the two husbands. I have to cover Okay. the parts that, but so fun things like that. I love to do fun things like that, little kitschy. And I now I have a, another apron. I mean, another uh, calendar coming out in twenty twenty three. A nothing but the apron calendar with wow. all new naked people wearing just my calendar. Wow! I was very happy to do that that one for you. That edition. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would love a suiting. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. You're adorable. Let's so make. Maria, it could we do a giveaway? Sure. Uh, what would you give away? What would I give away? Yes, today. Well, I think that I could, I'm happy to give away um, a giveaway an apron or a tote bag because everybody's using the tote bags now. So the winner could pick their choice? Yeah, either an apron or a tote bag. Let me know and I'll get it out to you. Okay, so everybody put in perseverance and we're going to start with you, Sudi. Do you want to pull up your book so people can see oh. the book? Yeah, and we'll do that first. For the, the one I'm giving away? Yes. Rainbow Relatives, Real World Stories and Advice on How to Talk to Kids about LGBTQ Families and Friends. I love this. So that's going to be our first giveaway. And I am going to go here to do the drawing. And uh, Mitch Morrow, Mitch, you keep winning, but you got to get in touch with me to get your item. Uh, I want to put you in touch with Sudi. You're both on Facebook. You're on Facebook, right, Sudi? Yes. Mitch Morrow, connect on Facebook. Okay. Can you do that? And he will get the book. So we're going to do another, and the winner can pick their choice of the tote bag or the mug. And we're going to see who the winner is. Danielle. So Danielle and Maria, and Maria, I don't want to put you on the spot, 
but Danielle would be a great guest on your show sometime. I would love it. I would love she it. She is phenomenal. Uh, she's been on my show a few times. Not I that I'm that. on the spot. You will love each other. No, I, that's not. That's connecting human. That's connecting spirits. I love I, that. And spirits is the right. You are going to connect. She okay. is my spiritual psychic guru friend. I can't I just wait. Love her. I can't wait. So just reach out to me. It's just Maria Gentili, and I'm my face is um, my Facebook page is open, and I'll get you. You know, you tell me which one you want, and I'll send it out to you. So I'm going to do my closing remarks, and then I'm going to turn it over to one of you, and then you will pick the next person, and so on. Uh, yes, Carol. Uh, Richard, I go by Carol Sue. Okay, Carol Sue. Uh, I will, uh, until we are left with no one, and then the final person will have the final word. It can be about anything that we talked about today that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message that you want to leave everyone with today. Uh, and the final person, don't worry about how uh, to end the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. So I'm going to begin by talking about uh, perseverance, uh, something that we all have to have in this business. Uh, there's so many people that want to tear us down and we're constantly reminded of being less than, not good enough, whatever, every single time we turn on the TV, every time we turn on social media, everything, we have to put blinders on, stay in our lane and keep going. That's what I tell myself every single morning. And it's what gets me through each day. And I have my moments, as Maria knows. I told her, I go down that rabbit hole and I feel like I feel stuck. I feel like I'm not going to get through. But doing this show, looking forward to my Friday wrap-ups, going to shows, having my friends, you all help me persevere and keep going. So I thank you all for being here today. I thank all of you who showed up um, in this business. And I know I can speak for every person here. We don't take it lightly when you show up. So thank you. Um, if this is your first time here, I hope it won't be your last. My show is about celebrating, celebrating life, celebrating art, and celebrating artists and your body of worth. So after today's show, please leave a comment on YouTube. Let me know what you think of the show. Share this with your friends and please pay it forward. I always say at the end of every show, go to your Facebook friends list and today reach out to the fourth name on your friends list and reach out with a phone call. I want each and every one of you to do the same thing. Carl, I know you're not on, social, uh, on Facebook. Uh, Maria will find a way for you to do this. Uh, reach out to the fourth person on your friends list and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not an inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. Because as my dear friend Sean Moniger always says, Maria, you know Sean, don't you? Yeah, Sean always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And I always say, if you're gonna go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. You never know what someone's going through. So make sure you make that effort. I'm going to leave the screen. And Maria, I'm going to turn it over to you. It's all yours. You've got the next word. Thank you. Okay. So I want to thank Richard for having me on. And I'm so happy my brother-in-law got to join because he's so, so smart. And uh, I have all, you know, the pearls that he gives me, but it's nice that other people have it. And when you folks were talking about ghosts, I love the, that I love songs that have to do with ghosts anyway, like uh, so many great ones. But I did happen to write a song called Hiding in a Ghost Town. And that was September. I mean, um, during COVID, because that's how I felt living in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and, the, and the hook is Hiding in a Ghost Town that used to be New York. So it's on YouTube. Uh, go and, you know, check it out. And I took a lot of pictures of what was happening during that time, and um, there's a little video of the song and the pictures. So, and I will pick, um, I will pick Sudi. 
Me, okay. Um, this was a lot of fun. I want to thank Richard, and it was nice to meet all of you. And I don't know if we're supposed to leave you with words of like uh, my thinking. Do what you love and don't give up. If we're supposed to give some kind of uh, inspirational something or other. And um, if anyone's looking for something to watch, uh, welcome on my Prada's. It's on Amazon Prime, Tubi TV, Roku. It's been out like for ten years, so it's. But it's on more stuff now than it was from our original distributor. So. I might as well tell people about it. It's kind of like Freaky Friday with a gay straight twist. But anyways, nice meeting all of you guys. And um, I, I use the word guys as for men and women. <laughs> uh, I will pick um, Carl. Well, the uh, left, uh, Richard left us with the word perseverance. And um, I'm a creative, uh, a different kind of creative. Um, I work in uh, solving problems, engineering, and, but I've also written some uh, some nice little books. Um, so I think perseverance to me is just putting one foot in front of the other for as many years as it takes to get something done that you really enjoy and really want to do. So I just want to thank Richard and, and the rest of you people for seeing you for the first time, most of you, and uh, for being invited here on this day. So thank you very much. I don't want to pick. See, I'm going to pick Miss um, LaFay. Hello. I wanted to thank everyone. Um, I wanted to thank um, Richard for letting all of us be on the show and sharing this time together, having a really lovely little evening gathering good way to start off the weekend um i'm going to sell i'm going to shamelessly self-promote and tell whoever's watching you can come to don't tell mama this uh wednesday for phantoms of the cabaret or you can come see it at the green room 42 october 29th at oh. 4 and i would like because the theme is perseverance i'm going to leave you all with a Bertolt Brecht quote that I really love. In the dark times, will there still be singing? Yes, there will still be singing about the dark times. Am I the only one left here? What happened? Carol, you've got the final word. Oh, thank you. Well, I do want to thank you too, Richard, for this um, wonderful gathering. Honestly, I would have loved to come on early. I've been home all afternoon and I was just waiting till quarter to six. Um, well, of course, I like to persevere. And I thought the word today was integrity. Am I wrong about that? I thought that was uh, what you had suggested. And I like per perseverance and I love people that have integrity uh, because without integrity, how do we trust or love the person that we love and trust if they lack that? I um, truly think this is a terrific idea. I will you become I will become your fan now and tune in something I haven't done. So thank you all very, very much. It's lovely to meet you and be part of this.